Hey everyone, thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more Hemisync podcasts, such as Episode 8 with Dean Reagan, podcasts that aren't necessarily associated with any particular Hemisync product, but simply feature fascinating guests and subjects associated with the frontiers of consciousness research and understanding, please consider joining our exclusive Patreon page and get some great discounts on Hemisync products in the bargain. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us for the Hemisync podcast. We are joined today by Dr. Amit Goswami. He is a retired professor of physics from the University of Oregon, where he served on the faculty from 1968 to 1997. In 2009, he started a movement called Quantum Activism. He's the author of several books, most notably The Self-Aware Universe, The Quantum Doctor, God is Not Dead, Quantum Creativity, and The Everything Answer Book. He was also featured in the movie what the bleep do we know? Today we're here to talk about his book, Quantum Politics, which was released earlier this year. Uh, this all ahead of next month's US election. Uh, Dr. Gaswami, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I've been hesitant to delve into this topic for obvious reasons. I'm already bracing myself for the unsubscribes in the comment section, but uh, let, let's get right into it. Um, so I thought maybe we could start by just kind of talking more broadly about, and again, you know, you and I are both citizens of the, U, or we both live in the U.S., and so this discussion will kind of have a an American framing, but the topics and subject matter will be broadly applicable. But um, using kind of an, an American framing, what broadly speaking do you think the Democrats and the Republicans get right? Maybe we'll start. We'll start there. Okay, good point. It's a very polarized situation. Uh, they don't live in the same world anymore. Mm -hmm. differently. Their belief systems are different. And the worst part of it is that no one has any concept of morality. And even in this situation, look at the miracle of the coronavirus. You know, mm -hmm. this may seem to you to be often, but we sometimes call this kind of thing a synchronicity. <clears throat> Imagine we are in February, okay? And there was no coronavirus, okay? Yeah. And it stopped in China, never came to America, and never went to Europe, and therefore never came to America. <clears throat> and in that world, where would, we, where we would be right now? Somebody else will be the candidate of the Democratic Party, very likely one of the progressive candidates. You know, I love Bernie Sanders as a person. Mm -hmm. The fact is, as I point out many times in um, the uh, book Quantum Politics, that um, socialism is not scientific. It really isn't. Yeah, uh, I'm more into that too. Yeah. Socialism is an elitist, elitist run politics, which is almost as bad as uh, fascism, which um, Donald represents. So, you know, it would be a very hard choice right now. Yeah. And look what happened. Um, and non uncharismatic, a good man. I mean, Biden's basic quality is that he is decent. Uh -huh. he, he is a moral man. He really believes in morality because he grew up in a time when uh, morality was still on. It was not yeah. a politically correct thing to do. Yeah. It is something that people just did because it's the right thing to do. 
Yeah. This concept is wrong and right no longer exists. And so, you know, if you are a Republican, you really do not see that the Democrats have some point and vice versa. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, you really do not see the Republicans' point of view because you cannot trust either of them. Yeah. This politically correct. This one is also a pretension because morality is only in phase for Republican Party. They are not religious or anything. They support the religions because of their political advantage coming from it. But the real polarization between materialism and religion. Science mm -hmm. are identified with materialism. Religions continue to identify with good stuff. Unfortunately, because of science, nobody believes in religion anymore. Nobody believes yeah. in morality anymore. And that's the problem. But yeah. nobody is going to face, you are in the journalistic kind of profession yourself, I mean, a little bit, you double in it. And yeah. you know, well, this is the question journalists should ask, but they never do. They yeah. never do. They have the opportunity of asking it because Biden is, after all, the Democratic candidate and he is a moral man. Mm -hmm. They should point out that this is the fight. It's about restoring morality, restoring decency in the country, for God's sake. Yeah, so now we're getting more into kind of what the two sides get wrong. And so just to kind of quickly paraphrase, I mean, you generally make the point that the right in America is kind of a, it's based on religious fundamentalism, it's anti-facts, it's anti-science. Um, but then you also make the point that um, the left has kind of been taken over by this kind of scientific materialism. Can you talk a bit more about that and what that means and you know what the implications of that are? It, it, it's a very funny system. It is an amazing thing that very high IQ people, I mean, these people, you, you probably come from that same venue, the Eastern Seaboard Schools. Uh, you probably yes. went in one. I was fortunate. I never. The same as the president, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> in, in those schools, um, uh, it's that was absolutely amazing. I have no doubt about the intelligence. I have interacted with them when I was a regular physicist, and uh, you know, I have talked with this, some of these people who are Nobel laureates. They're oh. extremely intelligent, <clears throat> but the intelligence does not go very far. Witness mm -hmm. the fact that all these intelligence people and a, a very, in our estimation, everybody says Donald Trump is not intelligent. Look at him running news with all these uh, liberal pundits. I mean, really, he just made a sh shame out of all this government and stuff. He ran the four years, right or wrong, good or bad. He ran it without anybody having any expertise. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they made a mess of it. But again, go back to February and a world without coronavirus. Right. He'll be probably reelected because everything works without all this bureaucratic stuff, all these things that we think punditry and mm -hmm. this is what materialism is about. There is no basis for materialism. There is no scientific basis. Everything is matter. Everything is mechanical. Therefore, mm -hmm. nothing is there for anything to do. Whatever we do is ornamental. We fight no. with each other. That's all meaningless. This is the model. Right. So when you such a model, it's already going to be defeated. What's the basis of this model? Everybody's just a moron. So, yeah. <laughs> right, so, I, I, so I think I hear your point. So the right, because of this anti-science or anti-facts um, orientation, has kind of experienced this sort of death of expertise. And so you have all these people that are unqualified to fill these positions. 
And then on the left, you kind of have the opposite problem where you have um, sort of a meritocratic elite that comes up through you know, these elite institutions um, and they are heavily materialist and they espouse um, is a type of Newtonian science, Newtonian physics, kind of blended with Darwinism, that um, has kind of created its own dogma, right? And that dogma has um, led to this purge of idealism, of metaphysics, of the subtle realms. Um, and that has really kind of eliminated morality from the political discourse um, yeah, on, on both sides. Garrett, you know the history. What happened? I mean, in about just about Ronald Reagan's time, 1981, that is when um, the Europeans wrote the final um, uh, paper on the death of idealism. Mm -hmm. A guy named Derrida, um, a great philosopher, supposedly. So he declared that <clears throat> idealism is dead. No uh, values are needed. Um, there are no archetypes for guiding human behavior. Intuition don't exist. We are all mechanical. Everything is matter. Yeah. Now the religions at that time, I don't know. I don't know if you remember Jerry Falwell. This fellow had this fellow was very astute. He saw that as a chance of labeling it as a conspiracy to make religion disappear. Because indeed, if scientific materialism is correct, if materialism is scientific, then there is no room for anything else. No room for anything that is out of the world, no room for values, no room for archetypes, no room for love. Everything is just motion of molecules. I mean, this is the thing that is very hard to make public convinced, but public are not foolish either. You know, I was um, teaching at the University of Oregon at that time. I was very popular. But I was popular because I did not support, because I always would point out that, look, quantum physics is telling us something different. I did yeah. not discover the meaning yet, but I was always telling people that don't believe it. I mean, it, it, it's okay to pro propose this as a proposal, but don't believe it because this does not jive with our experience. After all, we are conscious. And there's no explanation of consciousness in this kind of model. And so I was popular, but I also could see that the students of arts, students of history, students of um, social sciences, students of psychology, they lost their faith in science right then. Mm -hmm. You know, and that faith never came back. Mm -hmm. Science is not credible anymore. This is why um, we have this fight. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, have taken it to the utmost. They don't believe even empiricism. Empirical data, you cannot doubt, should not doubt. But they, they managed to doubt it because they know that everybody should know that science who proposes that everything is machine and mechanical and matter, that science could not be right. Yeah. So they yeah. probably they know that they're right. It, it could have been a con conspiracy to just abolish religion. And yeah, science has yeah. failed in that conspiracy in America. In Europe, they're almost successful, by the way. So it's not that it does not work. This belief is very strong in Europe. Europe, uh, the churches are completely empty. But yeah. here, yeah. something in American, uh, this is why I wrote the book. I believe in America. I really believe in America. There's something in American spirit, something in the Constitution. That is very mystical. That is very spiritual. All people are created equal is a very spiritual statement. 
we should go for the pursuit of happiness in a very spiritual state. Now, in this culture, in this tradition, you just cannot sell something that has lost, lost credibility. And science did not even realize these characters that if you take a dogma, you are not pursuing truth anymore. So science's basis is truth. How can we give up on truth and then still claim that science is valid? So Republicans saying, well, it's your science. My science is different. <laughs> you can say everything is relative, right? Right. So you sort of suggest that the way to um, bridge this left versus right divide is by integrating science and spirituality. And you call it quantum politics, which is based on quantum physics. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Okay, so if we integrate science and spirituality immediately, see, uh, Democrats are still, you know, I unabashedly also declare, um, I did not say it in quantum politics after somebody um, criticized that, one of my early readers criticized that you should not say that, that you will vote Democrat. But, but I will vote Democrat, especially when Joe Biden is a decent man got the nomination. The reason for that is that uh, not everyone in the Democratic Party is a believer of um, materialism, is a believer of the science, but they do believe in empirical data. And this is still a difference. Mm -hmm. Should never have given up on empirical data. So, how quantum politics works is that if science and spiritual is integrated, then there are these never Trumper Republicans, and that's a very large number of intelligent people. It's impressive. I mean, there could be some couple of million people. You know, it's not a trivial thing. Yeah. And similarly, there are a couple of million or maybe even more Democrats who are not just politically correct morality people, but mm -hmm. really moral people that still exist. I believe that the ticket, uh, both Kamala and um, uh, Joe are moral people. I do believe Elizabeth Warren is a moral person. I don't doubt that um, Bernie Sanders is a moral person, except, of course, he doesn't know what socialism quite represents or he's misrepresenting it. So he um, is making a mistake in pushing socialism. Yeah. Capitalism so, is spiritual. Capitalism really is. It is it's misunderstood. Okay, so why is capitalism spiritual? Now, why is capitalism spiritual is because there is yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with pursuing our self-interest. Only thing mm -hmm. capitalism doesn't say, but I think it, uh, it's understood. If you read the book, Wealth of Nation is a must read for anybody who is a student of politics and economics. Unfortunately, yeah. books anymore. What is he saying? He is saying, if we follow morality, he never thought that people will imagine giving up morality. There's mm -hmm. no politics, there's no civilization without morality. So he's saying, if ethics stands, if creativity stands, then what happens? As we become moral, what are we doing? Moral means I take care of you as well, as yep. I take care of me. That's is, the whole idea, right? It's is that what capitalism is, though? <laughs> That's it. That's the wisdom. But, but, Adam had it, but it's what, unfortunately, he did not state it because it was not the time to state it. And it was subject to wrong interpretation, like even quantum physics as being interpreted wrong and look at materialists. They also say that we know quantum physics. No, you don't know quantum physics. Yeah. He was interpreting it to suit you. 
That's so, yeah, so that's interesting. So you're saying that uh, the original form of capitalism as articulated in Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations has been misunderstood. Because I think most people think of modern capitalism, at least, as taking care of yourself. Right. You're saying that it's also about taking care of others. Say, exactly. take care of yourself in the worst kind of way. Take care of yourself within materialism, then we are just machines. Mm -hmm. And then worse than machines, because machines don't have a self, so they don't know how to take care of themselves. They just follow the program. But mm -hmm. we are worse. We not only uh, we have a self, but we also have negative emotion brain circuit built into our brain from evolution. And that makes us manipulative, competitive, that makes us really not only serve my interest, but kill your interest, oppose your interest. Mm -hmm. You have greed, machines don't have greed. So these are the things that makes us worse than machine. The human condition is a condition that one has to deal with. If we integrate science and spirituality, when we work on the human condition, politics and economics together, we take the spirit of capitalism, we, we, we revise capitalism, we, we reestablish capitalism. Look, now there is no ism. It's not capitalism that is running American economy anymore. The Fed who is running the American economy on the basis True. of yeah. false money. We, we just create well, money. So I think we've kind of come into a situation here where we've privatized all of the gains in America and we've socialized all of the losses, which is kind of the worst type of capitalism you can have. Um, but so do you espouse kind of an unfettered capitalism or do you promote um, a type of capitalism that has some sort of a safety net? If we establish capitalism within the philosophy of science and spirituality integrated, monastic mm -hmm. ideology, let's say, within the American constitution, mm -hmm. then capitalism becomes different because then um, I take care of you. I take care of myself, but my sense of self is extended. Mm -hmm. I take care so at least my country's people. The definition of a nation is I'm willing to be quantum correlated with everyone. That's the scientific definition of a country. If we, if we think of this, what does that mean? That means I don't reject anybody. If anybody wants to be my friend, he belongs to my country, but that is my community, and so I become his friend. So I take care of community self. My self-interest, my expansion of the self is myself first and then my country. Mm -hmm. This is why America has survived, right? Look yeah. at John McCain. I mean, he expresses that, my country first, then party. Right. Where did that go? Country first, then party, then there's no problem with politics anymore. Yeah. And so I kind of grew up um, with a belief in capitalism and markets that was more or less sacrosanct. So I went to Wharton, similar to the president. I worked on Wall Street for over 17 years. But having seen the uh, dot-com bubble, having lived through the 2008 crash, now kind of seeing the opposite problem where you have a stock market that continues to levitate with massive unemployment, I have more than a few reservations about capitalism. Um, and when we look at you know, some of the social democratic countries of Europe, especially the Scandinavian countries, they have higher quality of life, better health, uh, longer uh, lifespan, um, they seem happier. But you are critical of those countries um, and of socialism, and I'm curious as to why. I think you said that it, 
it, it promotes um, rule by a technocratic elite. Is that, is that kind of the main reason? Uh, no, that's not the main reason. Um, I have, have you been much to Scandinavia? No. I was teaching in uh, Scandinavia every year for about four or five years. Mm. And uh, so I know uh, Scandinavia. At that time, I gave conference lectures um, and meet, met a lot of thinkers in Sweden. This is just basically Sweden. I did go to Norway once. I did go to Denmark once. But basically, Sweden is the place that I know the best. Mm -hmm. And people are not happy. That happy part, forget that. People generally are not happy. And they're looking for how to be happy because the, the problem there is that they have socialism and they are not communism. They're, they're, they know that the economy cannot run on communistic economy. That's a fallacy. But even the Chinese communism has discovered that. So Chinese eventually will be something like socialism, except there will be fascist socialism. Mm-hmm. By socialism, what I mean is that the uh, economy is run on a basic uh, give the lower classes what they need. I mean, this is the, really the Marxian economy. I mean, if you, Marx never anticipated communism. Marx actually anticipated socialism. Mm-hmm. People will be decent at the top. Of course, without leadership, you cannot run a country. So there will be some kind of leader and they will run the lower echelons. It never, dictatorship of the proletariat came from Engels. It's not a Marxian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that the lower classes, if you keep them satisfied, then let the upper class rule. There never is any problem. Lower class yeah. will just satisfy because what do they know? Society is so complex, they cannot run it. Everything mm-hmm. is so complex. In scientific materialism, everything is very complex. Yes. Complex is their objective. Look at long. <laughs> knows that we don't need all this law. All we need is some morality and some basic law that violent right. people will be indeed put in a correctional institution. But what is the word? Correctional. It's not a penal. We're not penalizing. We believe yeah. in every human being, sanctity of human life. Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody understands the meaning of the word sanctity of human life. They uh-huh. just uh, are too hung up on this uh, abortion stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this is the problem. When you integrate science and spirituality following quantum physics, you realize that the elitism fundamentally is flawed. Because okay, so some elitists will be okay, but some elitists won't. Mm-hmm. And some elitists will ruin the country. Now Sweden is a small country, Denmark is a small country, uh, so is Norway, so is Finland. So all those countries, it works out because the small group of elite that run the country, they are careful about each other. They yeah. make sure that no, nothing like Trump phenomenon is going to occur. Mm-hmm. Here also, we could have made sure of that, but Republicans became very greedy at some point. I think that uh, McConnell probably could get some responsibility for that one. I really, uh, one thing I forgot to do in the book, is that not talk about why, how the Republicans lost its soul. It's very unclear. Um, okay, there is a large voting bloc who are white supremacists, who are uh, racist, indeed, but that's not a very large fraction, really. 
I mean, this is the thing. I know Americans. I have traveled almost every state, 44 states I have traveled. And I am a brown person, except for one year after uh, 2000, 2001. 9 uh, okay. yeah. um, Except for that time, in that time, my wife and I, whenever we go out, we will hear some obscenities, and uh, that was terrible. But up, except yeah. for People have never been, never been discourteous or what is happening right now. Never, we could, we could never imagine that. But now it is not only imaginable, it is dreadful. Yeah. So uh, how did that happen? So many people who are not racist, so many people who are not white supremacists, how could they identify with that particular faction? Mm -hmm. It happened. Because of this, I claim that Democrats must take some responsibility because saying the words doesn't mean anything. Look, Donald Trump hesitated to say it in the debate. Three days later, under pressure, he said, I condemn the white supremacists. Does he really? Does yeah. he really? Just look at the words subsequently. He doesn't. But no. he puts the words, just as any Democrats can say the word, I'm decent. Political correctness does not make you decent. Political correctness does not make you white supremacist or giving it up either. It's a behavior change. It's a transformation. <laughs> this is what morality right. in society is important. Right. So what's wrong with political correctness? Because I think this is also interesting. Political correctness is, is a step. Political a step. correctness is a step. We, we start with political correctness. That, look, this is the correct view. If you have questions, yeah. philosophical questions, settle it out. Settle yeah. it out yourself. And but once it's settled, this is the right view. And right. now we have to be scientific. After quantum physics, there is no question because we are all possible. It is possible for all of us to be correlated with each other. Mm -hmm. Uncorrelated people, you know, this idea of quantum correlation, non-locality only for people who are correlated. If you're not correlated, anything goes. You, could, you don't have to care for a person. Right. But there got to be a definition of a community. How do you define a community then? Why should I call myself an American? It must be that if you're an American and you say I'm an American, then I immediately feel some responsibility towards you, right? Mm -hmm. You are from the same country. The same country is sustaining us. The same culture is helping us. So I say, okay, would you like to be a friend? And if you say yes, then I have to do it. Right. And that's all correlation. And once that is done, then there is a duty that I have towards you. Yeah. Soon as I have accepted somebody as an immigrant and welcome the person and give him, him a citizenship, that's mm -hmm. it. Then I don't doubt it. I don't uh, berate it. I don't say I'm superior because you were immigrant naturalized. No, I don't say any such things. And so political yeah, correctness seems um, phony then. It seems... Uh, Inauthentic, but it can be a step. Um, and you create. Oh, so what we do? We, we create quantum correlation among people. Yes. And so, how do you do that? You you do it through education, right? But not yeah. the type of materialist education that we espouse in America, but a type of transformative education that emphasizes meaning over information processing. Like that's yeah. That's right. We have established an educational system. We have doing it. 
if Henry Thoreau lived at this time, he would really absolutely be shocked. But this yeah. kind of point we often make, if Jesus Christ lived in this time, he would not be recognized. Nor would Henry Thoreau be recognized. The liberal education, the basic thing is freedom from dogma. This is what we struggle for. And yeah. then we accepted the dogma. And the dogma which is worse than religious dogma, yeah. because this dogma excludes truth, the basis of society. And that, look at the irony of this. Democrats make a huge thing about Republicans constantly lying, especially Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Okay, Donald Trump lies a lot. It is. <laughs> <laughs> however, <laughs> however, <laughs> politically correct thing to say is I don't lie. But is that true? I cannot say I don't lie. I do lie. Sometimes just goes out of my mouth even before I have thought it because the thought of the lie exists already. Human brain just throws that, throws at us. If we are unaware, then we are lying this way, that way, exaggerating this way, that way. It's very difficult to maintain truth. And, and then they can, they can, you know, my memory is not telling the same truth as your memory is telling you. So we have this reconstructive memory that constructs each other's truth and that's where relativity comes in. And then whose truth counts? Well, this is why we need morality, a sense of the worldview which is going to protect us. Now in the previous era, this is where the spiritual traditions came about. And now we are so lucky. Now quantum science can guide us. Quantum science will tell us, okay, this is what the scientific view. So neither you are right, nor Garrett is right. This is what is right. And we both would say, yes, this can be verified. It has been verified. So we agree and we'll try to do our best to abide by the truth. Mm -hmm. So science has made it, given us a unique situation where we finally can settle these issues without making this polarization, without making whose truth counts, and, and, and really can live it this way. Then we can be transformed. We start with political correctness. Political correctness just does it very beautifully. It says that, okay, you can start. You can start this as accepting this. Why? I mean, look, Jean-Paul Sartre, who gave us the idea originally, existential philosophy, he was a great man, no doubt. He said that, look, it is true that it is hard to justify idealist philosophy. We, right now, we don't have much evidence for it. And this was back in 1900s when there was no, when quantum physics was already there, but all these truths have been discovered only after the 1980s. Mm -hmm. So was writing before that. Mm -hmm. And so his position was, why did he write about political correctness that we have to pretend? We have to pretend, he said, because otherwise civilization disappears. So although we do not have scientific justification now, we have to assume that it will come later and we have to go on assuming that these things are important. It is important to be civil. It's important to be good to the other. It's important to uphold um, morality in, in, in certain ways, somebody's rights and all this. And so somehow it became identified as, well, Sartre used the word pretense. Pretend does not appeal to politicians, so they make it politically correct. That's the right phrase that's it. Is that bad? No, it, it's one step forward because a politically correct person is at least aware 
that if we don't do this, we will lose civilization. Like uh, Democrats right now are aware that if we become dictatorial, we'll lose democracy. Finally, that awareness is happening. When I was writing that book, by the way, two years ago, I started writing it, nobody was talking about saving democracy from Trump. No. I said immediately, Trump's basic problem is not that he lies. Yeah. Everybody Some people were it. talking about it, but it was not mainstream at that time. That is true. <laughs> exactly. Now yeah. everybody's talking about because they have seen through the danger. And this I must say, yeah. some of these people are very intelligent. They're writing good stuff about saving democracy and all that. But still, nobody goes far enough to challenge materialism. And this so, is the... So yeah. we need to reform education so that we emphasize the primacy of consciousness instead of materialism. Um, and the inherent oneness of all people as a potentiality. Um, try to make it an actuality. But then you also make the point that for, for quantum politics to be, be possible, we have to have uh, quantum economics, right? And that involves putting value, monetary value, on the subtle, right? Can you, can you give yes. us an example of feeling? Yeah. We already give monetary values, except we don't recognize it within the formal economics. It's such a shame. We have exempted teaching institutions, educational institutions. We have exempted religious institutions. We have put them outside of the economy. And this is completely wrong. This was done at a time when we did not know where those things belong. We thought they don't belong to the marketplace. The wisdom was everywhere that you don't sell spirituality, you don't sell happiness, you don't sell love. Yeah. And, and that those things are just absolutely very limited. Okay, you can do it so long as there is a big division between wealthy and poor, but both are moral. So what does the wealth, wealthy do? I did not have the concept of socialism at the time that you can just give the poor free money they can do whatever they do. That concept was not there. So what did they do? They supported religion, they supported education. And this is how our great educational institution built. Harvard has what kind of endowment? Something like 100 billion. So, you know, how did this endowment, where did it come from? It came from very wealthy people. Today also people give, but not with the same interest anymore. Now they give from another point of view. Because right. I will give, therefore one of the Harvard people will become the president, and then I will buy advantage and I'll make up my money, just as Donald Trump is doing. Everybody is doing the same thing, is what I'm trying to say. And this is what I've said in quantum politics. Democrats do it in a more civilized way, politically correct way. Republicans are trying to do, especially Donald Trump is trying to do brute force, dictatorial. So dictatorial always the worst because that will destroy democracy. The way Democrats and Republicans have traditionally done, that will at least keep a semblance of democracy. But now that we have a science, we really can do it better. We really can carry out Washington's dream, Jefferson's dream, Madison's dream. We can carry out Thomas Paine's dream. We really can give honor to those people. Mm -hmm. And, and, and do what they, what they so, so intelligently formulated. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring this about? And so, you know, we're talking about pretty significant reforms to education, to um, economics, to political leadership. And many of these ideas aren't even on the political spectrum right now. 
Um, so where do you think they find a home? Um, I think they can find a home very easily. I do hope that um, Joe Biden does not stop in four years, continues. If Joe Biden continues to be decent, decency is going to catch up. Mm. If decency catch up, morality cannot be very far behind. Then people are going to ask immediately, okay, what is the basic thing that prevents morality? It is dogma and truth. That assault that has happened from materialism, that's where it is. Somebody sooner or later are going to recognize somebody political, somebody in the power arena. Maybe it will come from um, Kamala Harris. She has an Indian heritage. She has a um, Jamaican heritage. Uh, these cultures are not exactly materialist. You know, the black culture is what keeps the Democratic Party honest because they are all believers in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Don't undermine Christianity. This is the thing, you know, I'm a, I'm a great devotee of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Wonderful man, wonderful insights and completely spiritual. Jesus, yep. does not, Jesus did not create the dogmatic part of Christianity. No. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, some might say Jesus was a radical socialist. <laughs> exactly. So, so when, if Joe Biden uh, follows some of the Jesus' principle, and Democratic Party um, does not uh, go to the socialist route, which is the opposite route towards materialism, and sees that elitism is not the right thing to do. We have to give up. See, Joe Biden is a decent man. He goes to Pennsylvania and he says, says, okay, you know, I really am one of you. Makes him a very ordinary person, but he's not pretending it. He said, I am ordinary. Not yeah. Donald Trump kind of pretension. Donald Trump pretends it. He just, I'm a billionaire, but still, I'll sympathize with you, I'll do magic. And right. people believed him because they were so desperate to believe somebody who is authentic and so unfortunate that Hillary Clinton, an inauthentic person, was the candidate. Yeah. So authenticity won, but Donald Trump is not even really authentic. He's against political correctness, that's all. And they're discovering it now, because that he's not authentic, his people are going against him, no? Yeah. So it's now very nice. So let's see what happens. So, but still, big thing is to get the academe change from uh, materialist science to real science. Mm -hmm. If that catches on, you know, and, and we are not exactly just sitting down. I, um, uh, there is a, uh, there is a uh, movement here, about 15%. Do you, do you know uh, David Hawkins? He has written Power versus Force. Huh. David Hawkins. I don't think I, I know him, no. I'll check great, it out when we're done. He has a great, great psychologist. He, he has calculated that uh, there's about 15% of people who are ready to transform. 15% if you can get in a corporation, if you get, can get 15% of the stock, you know, you get a seat in the board. On the board, so, yes, 15%, yeah. That, 15% that of voice, it's yeah. a voice. That voice has to come together. So, yeah. um, look, things are happening. I mean, you know, the remember the candidate, Marion Williamson? Marion Williamson, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, she talked about love in the democratic uh, convention yes. and democratic debates. People mostly make fun out of her for that, yes. 
And she got even publicity for a couple of days in the media. She did. No, I think it did resonate with, with quite a few people, actually. More than the establishment thought it would. Right. So that's so, huge. Yeah, it is. So let's say Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get in. What do you think about policies? Like, what should they do? Like, what, what do you think of universal basic income? Okay, so the, the policy that has to come, you know, the solution ultimately is to economics. Mm -hmm. the, the, the political solution by itself will, will not work. It has never worked. It's the economy that people are more interested in and yeah. rightfully. survival comes first. So we have to uh, do it through the economics. Economics is not really that hard. And the point is that, as I said, we have been selling only the material goods. We have made the materialism as the basis of economics. And this is wrong. This is where we have gone wrong. It has never been. Look at how large the mining industry really is. But we don't recognize it as a capitalistic industry. We recognize it a little bit. But the large chunk of it is exempt. Large chunk of it is the educational institution. You know how, how many dollars are involved in education today? Huge numbers. Yeah, and that's, so that's also a good problem. So education is very expensive. I mean, should, should, exactly. should it cost so much? Should it cost a lot less? Should it be free? Like, what do you think uh, they should do? expensive? We forgot capitalism. Yeah. Education has to be competitive. Then it don't be expensive anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I have, I mean, within my means, I don't have much means. I don't have much money saved up, but I have established a teaching institution, transformative education, we call it. It's basically an educational system which on one hand, teaches an integrative psychology, something to replace transpersonal psychology eventually. And uh, another one, something to replace the way that we do medicine today. Because quantum science enables you to really do a theory of medicine. And ordinary medicine, allopathic medicine is empirical medicine. Nobody knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But we now have a theory. Like, you know, they struggle about uh, various immune system functions. We precisely know how to take care of the immune right. system. We do it from a more scientific basis, from theory, mm -hmm. where feelings are important, emotions are important. We start with the premise that look at this: women are not dying as yeah. huge rate as the men. Why is yeah. that? Women love; they know how to take care of the love, takes care of the immune system better. Mm -hmm. So this kind of theory now is gradually going to be attractive because that's one place where people are honest. Mm -hmm. Medical doctors, they are scientists, but they are not buying into this politically correct and this is not politically correct. No, if meditation works, they will allow people to meditate. Oh. If transpersonal psychotherapy in the form of quantum psychotherapy works, they will accept quantum psychotherapy. They will not take any other system because ultimately all healers want to do one thing. They want to heal the person. Yep. They have no interest in political correctness, no interest in dogma, nothing. Mm -hmm. So the healing condition, the human, basic human nature, that will come through. So application is most important, but we still need some political health in the uh, emphasis. So what this David Hawking says is that if there is, a, there is some 15%, uh, then we can run an economy on the basis of these alternative ideas. 
you can you can think of the educational institution that i have started we have only about 48 students so right now we expecting eventually about 200 yeah but but this is just one in a yeah. world of 7 and a half billion people will have billions of them and yeah. then have them that's an industry that's a no less an industry that the current materialist higher education materialist higher education i don't want them to go away why should they go away competition is good whatever works education right? have a big transformation and i think covid is going to accelerate it um because the current model clearly isn't working um and you know when it's so easy to you know interact virtually via things like zoom um or skype or exactly. you know what is happening with coronavirus is just accelerating it look yeah. we have to live with this virus now it may happen that will be lucky the virus will automatically go away like the donald says maybe there is some chance of that yeah but likely what will happen is that the vaccine will be found but it won't be very effective because yeah. of the nature of the virus the way our system is and what happens is very tragic garrett uh, what happens that that was people go old cells die so mm. our body systems become weaker Yeah, so sure. old man, unless it really tries uh, to develop love and similar other things like creativity, immune system really becomes kind of weak. Mm. Eventually, it won't be able to handle. Even you know, how does a vaccine work for such a man or a woman, older person? It won't work. Be very effective. This is why people still continue to die in spite of the fact that we have flu vaccine. Right. vaccine is not going to keep an old person alive because they uh, their immune system the communication between the immune system parts become alright mm-hmm. and that happens then this um, cytokine storm that you keep hearing <laughs> that starts in all of the result of the virus attacks yeah so coronavirus is just making it very tragic that you have to live with it so how do we live with it we are going to accept some of the social distancing if you want to keep our elderly alive yeah and who in the right mind want to kill off you know i'm 83 uh, years old i'm going to be 84 very soon i mean would you <laughs> i mean you can travel from baby callous but but you know people are not callous that callous to right. kill off certain fraction of people yeah um, so if that is the case then we have to recognize that uh, isolation certain extent uh, masking these things are going to be important and then education becomes very accessible except for the laboratory education we don't need this proximity educations anymore which has become very very expensive anyway and mm-hmm. so what will happen that proximity education is going to go underneath except for the laboratory part engineering part mm-hmm. all the theoretical education social sciences arts liberal arts um, all of these psychology included they are going to be distance learning and in that scenario uh, they will be all be cheap competitive capitalism will reign they will become part of the capitalist thing it's already in some countries in india where we found a base that's why we can give degrees in america no they won't allow us but in india they are doing they are allowing us and the reason yeah. is that 
already competitive in higher education. There's private yeah. uh, institutions which can give degrees. This is going to happen in America maybe in 10 years. As mm -hmm. soon as that starts happening and the new education comes in, that's another world completely. Just as the yeah. public, because of religious institutions, they can get away with teaching their dogma. And so the materialist dogma is not entirely killing America. Otherwise, America would sure. all the materialists by now. Fortunately, yeah. you know, this is where you again, you thank the forefathers of our country, the foremothers, they were so insightful. They have these protections built in. No, you have to have private schools, you have to have, and this is why, you know, I support Republicans in that respect. Don't mm. give any money to higher education. They're only selling the materialist dogma. At least the religious education system. At least people in Utah, I know yeah. this personally, people in Utah, they do learn some morality even today. Mm. They're not just like you know, the students of um, you know, followers institution. They are learning some real morality. So maybe some of the building blocks for quantum politics are already in place with, with um, you know, the virtualization, increased competition of education, proliferation of alternative medicine as a preventative tool. And don't forget the other one, big one, even the mm -hmm. bigger one, even bigger than education is the religion. Mm -hmm. How much money do you think the Christian organizations have in America? Uh, the Catholic <laughs> Church. <is, laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Nobody is really sure, but yeah, well exactly. into the tens of billions. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So how much money would that release to the economy? You know, today we worry about uh, economy every year because we only think in terms of materialist economy. Yeah. And bring in spirituality, bring in meaning, but make that part of the economy, the whole face of economics changes. Yeah. This is what they talk about, subtle economy. Mm -hmm. And, and, and of course, alternative medicine, that is not a negligible thing either. As soon as you realize that the body, physical body is not by itself, a human being is more than the physical body and we start paying attention, which as I said, healers are already paying attention. They are not oblivious to the fact that there are other aspects of healing that's not covered in allopathic medicine. Yeah. So as these things happen, you know, those are the avenues through which changes will come. I never doubt it in, in, the, in the ingenuity of people. I never, never doubt that, especially the American people as time and time again, they have come through. And this time again, they came through. The Donald could Thank not fool, right? Let's all hope so. Well, <laughs> I mean, Dr. Goswami, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. You too.